Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in the garden. When it was fully grown, it became a large bush, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches. Again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed mixed in with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch of dough was leavened. The Gospel of the Lord. All right, so right now, uh, picture, keep in your mind's eye here, Jesus says, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? What is the kingdom of God like? Bring to, bring to your mind right now uh, what a kingdom looks like, right? Bring all those images to mind. Like, what is the kingdom of God like? I picture castles and battlements. I picture drawbridges and armies and soldiers. I'm kind of picturing a Lord of the Rings film, to be totally honest. Uh, I'm picturing mighty power. I'm picturing huge forces. So here's Jesus saying, what is the kingdom of God like? I'm sure his like, listeners are leaning in thinking, okay, this is going to be awesome. It's, it's, like, it's like Rome, uh, but only bigger. It's like Jerusalem at festival time, but only more. It's like a mustard seed. So here's the problem. One, you didn't laugh at all at that joke. Number two, the problem is this, that we as Christians have so been accustomed to hearing these images for so long that we don't even hear the strangeness in it anymore. He's describing a kingdom. He's describing a kingdom. He's describing something that people in the ancient world would have been very familiar with, this reality of imperial force, especially Jesus' listeners. They're so used to, like, Roman legionaries moving through town. Like, they're used to the, the imperial powers. They're used to occupation. They're used to the emperor. They're used to all of this massive thing associated with kingdom. And they're being drawn in, listening. The kingdom of God is like, it's going to be like all of that, but so much more, right? It's like a mustard seed. Like, just picture, like, the faces of the people listening. Just like, what? A mustard seed? What are you talking about? And he says, okay, so it's like a little mustard seed, then it grows and becomes this big bush, and all the birds can land in the, in the branches. Great, okay. Then he says again, what, all right, so what, again, what shall I compare the kingdom of God like? And you're sitting there thinking, okay, let's try this again, Jesus. Let's do a real image, right? The kingdom of God is like... A woman with flour and dough and yeast. Again, like, 
We are so accustomed to these images that we don't even hear the strangeness. It's like yeast leavening a batch of dough. Some kingdom. Some kingdom. See, this is what Jesus is doing. He's flipping all the expectations upside down, and he's just completely inverting what we're expecting him to be doing, right? The kingdom of God is a very tiny thing, he's saying, right? It's a very tiny thing filled with so much potency. Because the kingdom of God is the king, and the king is love, right? There is no kingdom without the king. The kingdom is the king who is love, which is very small, right? Love is never expressed in generalities. Love is expressed in particulars, in tiny things that are like grains that carry within themselves massive potency for transformation. Those of you who are married, right? Weddings are big, but marriage is small, right? The I do's before the altar on the day of your wedding, all of that, that's big. But the living out of the vows, the living out of the implications of love, it's in the tiniest things. It's in the dishes being loaded, in the trash being taken out, in the small glances, in the small moments stolen away at night. It's in the little things because love is felt in the little things. The devil's not in the details. God is in the details. Love is in the details. We have a God who numbers our hairs, who like numbers our eyelashes, who stitched us together in our mother's womb, who knows every cell of our body because love is in the details. Love is in the details. The kingdom, because it is the king and the king is love, will always be very small and imperceptible. And yeast, right? Like, I don't know about you, I've never heard the sound of yeast leavening a batch of dough. It's silent. It's utterly silent. The kingdom of God, Jesus is saying, is silent growth. You look at everything in nature. Everything in nature grows in silence. The flowers, they grow in silence. They're not making this like, they're not making noise as they're growing. They're not like, yeah, I'm a flower. They're not doing that. It's silent. It's silent. For nine months, we grow in the silence of the womb. The kingdom of God, because it is the king and the king who is love and everything in love and life grows in silence. Jesus is saying, the kingdom grows in silence. In the silent dewfall of the Holy Spirit upon the gifts of bread and wine. In the silent dewfall of like the Holy Spirit in your time of prayer. In the silence, the kingdom grows. Which is why we live in a dictatorship of noise, as Cardinal Seurat calls it, our contemporary world. Hell is not a quiet place. It is endless noise. Endless noise. That's why we need silence. So I'm going to encourage you today to notice the very little things the little things, the little acts of love, that's where the kingdom of God is. Those are the mustard seeds all over the place. And to find silence, because that's where the kingdom of God is growing. Amen.